Blogging away from wine o'clock, a Mother's Day tribute to redefining me time. I published my first public blog post in March of 2016. I had never intended to blog or had any interest in writing until I stumbled over a website called Hello Sunday Morning while searching sobriety blogs. You see, I was 50 years old, the mother of an 11 and 15 year old, and I was struggling to figure out how to stop drinking without AA. I knew that my wine time was becoming an increasingly dangerous daily routine, but I could not imagine adding nightly AA meetings to my already packed schedule. And I also could not wrap around the stigma of addiction, thinking of myself as an alcoholic who needed AA. So I started reading books and blogs written by women just like me, and that led me to my alternative to AA, blogging privately in an online community. One year later, after writing and writing and writing my way sober in that private anonymous space, I opened my own public blog space and shared my first two posts around the internet. I came out sober about redefining my me time. Publishing those first two public posts, coming out sober and redefining me time, was a heady experience. Both were published not only on the blog that I had just started on a do-it-yourself easy website building platform, but also in Huffington Post and on a couple of online parenting magazines. I spent weeks writing and refining them with the help from friends and then took a deep breath, closed my eyes and sent my story out into the world for all to read. Publishing my story publicly and sharing that story on social media with friends and family and work colleagues who had no idea that I had stopped drinking or why was terrifying. But it was important to me to reach out and reach back the way the women whose stories I'd read a year before had reached out to me. Not surprisingly, although I had carefully written my story to open minds rather than cause a defensive reaction, it was met with discomfort by some. In 2016, our culture was awash in defending mommy's right to drink and public proclamations that nightly de-stress drinking could lead to dangerous addiction were often met with scorn, or at least a disclaimer like this one from an online magazine called Lose the Cape. Editor's note on redefining me time. Our mission at Lose the Cape is to make sure we provide viewpoints from all mothers to allow a space where moms can share their insights, their experience, and how they do motherhood. This post expresses the journey of one mother, and I'm grateful to her for sharing this story with us about how and when she realized she was drinking too much and what she decided to do about it. It is by no means a judgment against mothers who enjoy a glass of wine in the evening, or I'd be in big trouble. But please do be sensitive to our guest contributor's perspective. That disclaimer really blew my mind. When I read it, It just confirmed to me why it was so important that women who were finding they were drinking too much be able to find other women to talk to about exactly that. Because the stigma surrounding alcoholism, the stigma surrounding addiction is intensified 
by the stigma of not being able to hang out with the cool kids at one o'clock. Now in 2021, the situation with my generation's relationship to alcohol, and especially with women of my generation, is considerably worse than it was when I started publicly reaching out and reaching back. The statistics are mind-numbing, really. Premature deaths from alcohol-related causes have more than doubled in the last 20 years, and the largest increase is among women my age. We need to find one another, share our stories, and learn to redefine our me time as something more vibrant and life-affirming than wine o'clock. Blogging and community outreach on the internet has become a passion for me. I went from a total incomprehension of anything tech to building a website and starting a private anonymous blogging community, like the one that helped me stop drinking six years ago. There is so much creative possibility with the internet. I have found that reaching out with ideas and compassion in a non-commercial creative way has filled the void I felt when I first stopped drinking away my evenings. And that void has long since filled with me. If you're drinking too much, too often, come talk to us. Don't let the shame and stigma associated with addiction keep you from saying, I think I have a problem with drinking. In a world where alcohol is the only drug that people will question you for not using, we'll help you find your own path at Boom Rethink the Drink. The following posts tell the story of how I stopped drinking by blogging my way sober. I hope that today on Mother's Day, these words inspire you. This is the first post that I published publicly in 2016 called Redefining Me Time. I saw an e-card on Facebook about eight years ago that made me laugh out loud. Don't forget to pick up a bottle of wine for your mom on Mother's Day. You're one of the reasons she drinks. That same e-card seems to come up every year with different illustrations, and every year I have found it a little less funny. I never told my kids that I drank because of them, and I think that many mothers would find that statement a bit offensive. But we're encouraged to drink to relieve the stress of parenting, and we're encouraged to find that funny. OMG, I so need a glass of wine or I'm going to sell my kids. It's a Facebook page with well over 100,000 likes. 150,000 now. Their mission, as stated in 2016, is to encourage all mothers to put themselves first now and again. Enjoy a big glass of wine and laugh out loud. The OMG 21-ounce big glass, which holds most of a bottle of wine, can be purchased from their website. Cheers! I agree with OMG's mission to encourage mothers to put themselves first and laugh out loud. Parenting in the 21st century has become more stressful than ever. We're warned to childproof the sharp corners of our coffee tables, the kitchen cupboard doors, and the second floor staircase, but we're cautioned not to smother our kids. Forget the sunblock or allow too much sugar and processed foods, and you can be accused of neglect. You'll most likely be labeled a lawnmower or helicopter parent at some point. Everyone's watching, and everyone has an opinion. Parenting and motherhood are not for the faint of heart. We need to laugh. 
I used to think that pouring myself a glass or two of wine at the end of the day was the best way to have a little bit of much needed adult time. Between the responsibilities of my job and parenting, it seemed that I hit the ground running at six in the morning and finally only screeched to a stop when my kids were tucked into bed. I was the go-to mom in our neighborhood for fun play dates and great homemade cookies. I made sure every birthday and holiday was memorable and adorned with homemade pinatas and towering cakes from scratch. I needed my me time. Kicking back with a couple glasses of wine was empowering. Until it wasn't. The problem with my me time coming in a bottle is that eventually it took much more than it gave. As my daughter approached adolescence and my tolerance to wine increased, I realized that my me time was taking over our family time. A few glasses after the kids were in bed, a glass while I made dinner, another while I helped with homework, and another while I folded laundry. I stopped looking forward to a few quick drinks at the end of the day and started to need wine the minute I got home from work. When my wine habit became an addiction, there was absolutely nothing funny about it. Drinking to celebrate and unwind has always been a part of our culture, and I understand that most people can smooth out the rough edges with a couple of glasses of wine in the evening and not risk addiction. But in this era, when statistics are showing an alarming increase in alcohol abuse among women and an unexpected rise in middle-aged mortality due to alcohol and drug-related illness and suicide, I think we need to come up with more creative ways to unwind than just pouring a drink. With the help of a free, private blogging community called Hello Sunday Morning. I've been sensationally sober for a bit over a year now. I've learned that I do need my me time, but it needs to be time that actually nurtures me. If I spend an hour online writing or soak in the tub with a good book at the end of the day, I get the sense of self-indulgence I deserve and wake up every morning ready to take on the world. I have heard it said that sobriety offers everything that alcohol promised, and now I know it's true. In 2019, I wrote a post for my community, Boom Rethink the Drink, to try to explain how I stopped drinking, not just why. It's been well over six years now, and sometimes it's easy to forget what you did in the early days. So I wrote a post called A Former Wine Mom's Guide to Alcohol-Free Serenity. It wasn't long ago that I could not imagine doing all the things I do as a mom without opening a bottle of wine every evening. That first glass always seemed to perk me up just enough to get the dinner, laundry, evening schoolwork routine running. I knew that I was drinking too much, but I didn't know how to juggle everything without the lift of the first glass of wine after work. I'm a mom, and I also work outside the home. I'm a high-energy doer and a caregiver. I always ran full-on all day and then rewarded myself, shut down, buzzed out, necessarily, I thought, with wine. When I stopped drinking, I was really worried that without my rocket fuel, I would be useless. How could I do it all alcohol-free? What I learned in my first two years of sobriety was that my wine time actually was necessary because I had made it so. The routine of drinking to shut down in the evening fed on itself. 
Rather than establishing genuine self-care routines over the years of parenting, I had taught my brain and body to respond to a quick jolt of alcohol adrenaline to keep the marathon running. At almost five years sober, I'm still a doer. Much more so actually, and happily so. But it took some time for me to learn how to balance what needs to be done and what I want to do against unrealistic expectations and assumptions of what everyone needs. Now I do what is essential and then enjoy doing what I want to do. I have also learned how to actively delegate to others in my family. I've also learned how to shut down and how to relax without getting blasted by alcohol. I've learned how to respond to what I feel and what I need rather than numbing. But I had to learn those things, learning self-care and establishing routines that have made it possible for me to stay sober and revel in my alcohol-free life took time and focus. But everything has starts at the beginning and this is where I began. A couple of things made it possible for me to stay sober and functional in the first weeks. In the first weeks alcohol-free, most people find that any stress in the evening can quickly become an excuse to drink. Parents often have evenings that are relentless with family activities and responsibilities piled on at the end of an already exhausting workday. Alcohol is an unusual drug. It acts as a stimulant when it first hits your brain and then later a depressant. So it winds you up and then brings you down. That is really the perfect mix for those crazy busy parenting evenings. The problem is that alcohol by nature is addictive and tends to take over and overwhelm you when used regularly. So turn your day upside down. In the early weeks of sobriety, you may find that you go to sleep much earlier than you did when you were drinking. Move the busy focused energy time where you handle the necessary daily dues to early morning. You may already get up early, but I'm talking about deciding to get up an hour earlier or even two. Even if you do not want to get up at five or even four, you will most likely find that after you've had a cup of coffee or tea in a shower, that extra hour or two in the morning is super productive. I have found that the early morning is gold for peaceful productivity. The evening is then for rest. If you have found that there's nothing you want to do at night but drink, don't worry, that is temporary. It will pass. Go ahead and let yourself go to sleep at 8.30 or 9, or even hit the sack at 7, and read safely and quietly, snuggled under your covers. If you have a child or children at home, invite them to quietly snuggle under the covers with you. There's more reading about this on our blog at How to Not Open a Bottle at One o'clock. Set up boundaries with your family. My daughter and son had absolute rock solid instructions when I stopped drinking that there was to be no unnecessary drama in the early weeks alcohol free. I told them that it was going to feel really weird to me not to drink and I needed their help. So no bullshit. Real problems that actually needed my attention were allowed to be brought to me in my inner sanctum of calm, the bathtub but absolutely no ridiculous he said, she said, attention-seeking drama. Believe it or not, that worked. Me being 100% present in the evenings, calm and alcohol-free every night was important enough to my children for them to help me out. They were happy to cut out their 11-year-old brother, 15-year-old sister theatrics in exchange for no more drunken drama. 
from me. Do not overextend yourself for a while. I was often taking on a lot of things that I did not need to be taking on and did not want to be taking on, but I didn't realize that. Right now, it's best for you to focus at working on what needs to be done, the essentials. You do not need to be a superhero. Right now, sober is your superpower. It will pay off a thousand times over if you stick to not drinking today. Let that be enough for now. You are healing. If you let yourself heal, you will heal, but it does take some time and it requires rest. My mom was a teacher and a single parent. I understand there is most likely no more stressful combination, but there is also no more rewarding combination for sobriety. Kids see it. They see the peace in your eyes. They will respond to when you put down the wine. You'll feel doubly good about what you're doing when you look in their eyes. This living alcohol-free thing we're doing is a powerful thing. It's about taking back the beauty of what is simple and true in you. Being proud of it, reveling in it, growing with it. No one can appreciate that more than a child. And you don't even have to talk about it. Just look into their eyes. If you give yourself that time and let yourself heal, it will benefit you hugely in your work. You will be a much better professional sober than you ever were on the drink-drunk-repeat cycle. Your brain will grab a hold or create stress to justify having a therapeutic drink or 10. There's more reading on our Booze Musings blog about that. Search how to override your lizard brain. Be super efficient and predictable with your evening routine and prepare for your week on Sunday. I came up with four or five super easy dinners that I could make in 10 or 15 minutes and just repeated them over and over for a while so that I didn't have to think and wasn't challenged in any way by my mommy responsibilities in the evening. So on Sunday before lunch, I stocked up for the week and I made sure that I had batter for quinoa wraps, quinoa soaking for pizza, tomato sauce, grated cheese, salmon fillets, lots of broccoli, burgers, buns, chips, ricotta and spinach, tortellini, homemade soups, in the fridge ready for dinner on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, so that I did not have to go to the store or think about dinners at all. I also made sure that I had stuff on hand to make my lunches so that I didn't have to think about lunch. Lunchtime was used for reading stuff that would inspire me to keep me going throughout the day, or I'd run home and do a bit of the domestic chores that I might normally leave for nighttime. And I stocked up on Sunday on treats as well. I made sure that I had lots of green tea bags so that I could make a big thermos of it and take it to work. And ice cream and bath salts. Stuff to treat yourself with. Stuff to relax. Make sure it's waiting for you when you walk in the door after work. I assigned the kids more jobs than they'd ever had before. Simple, simple things like put away your folded clothes or sort the socks into balls. They're still doing their jobs and lots more because kids love having sober parents. They are more than happy to carry a bit more of the load in exchange for no drunken drama from the adults in their lives. And last but not least, there's a post on our blog called The Alcohol Effect on Middle-Aged Fun Sensors. You can find that by going to Booze Musings, and the link is in this post. Alcohol is the perfect drug because it works as both a stimulant and a depressant. That first glass when you walk in the door after work actually does give you a bit of energy and focus before it knocks you into a puddle of drunken stupid later on. 
So if you have work you need to do in the evening, find an alcohol-free replacement for that adrenaline jolt. Hot tea, dark chocolate, a hot shower, a run, dance in your kitchen, turn on some Aretha Franklin. And know that every single day you say no to the numbing fluid, you, be, you become a bit more fully alive and fully yourself. And I can tell you from the vantage point of almost five years of sobriety, that rocks. Go get some rest, you're healing. If you would like to come hang out with us and talk it through, you'll find this post inside of our private community, Boom Rethink the Drink. And you can find a lot more about how alcohol affects you on our Booze Musings blog. Invest in you, you're so worth it. You will see if you stick to sober. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs>